I want to know right from the start how you guys were, were, came together. So whoever wants to start that out, I, I, I don't know this story. So I'm about to find out just like you are. Well, we can convince right, We got it. plenty of time. <laughs> Basically, we met at Dwell in, I guess, like almost three years ago now. But we were both singing at open mic night. And I was singing with my boyfriend at the time. And he was singing by himself. <laughs> and uh, we just met in passing. And it was just kind of like a, hey, you did good. Hey, yeah, thanks. You too. Okay. Bye. <laughs> and that was it. And then I guess we somehow connected on social media because I would always see him on stuff and be like, where do I know him from? I don't know. So like two years passed. And then last year he reached out to me because he wanted to buy the book that I wrote before this one. And so you can take it from there. All right. <laughs> um, little side note. I remember when we sang at Dwell, um, I saw her, and she was with her boyfriend. I was like, she's really pretty. I don't know who that is, but she's very pretty. And I think I told that to Liz, but I don't remember really. Yep. Um, so fast forward however many years. And um, yeah, so we reached out over social media. Uh, I reached out over social media, and I wanted to buy a book from her with the intentions of just buying a book from her. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of parts in the story where it's like, really? Are you sure about that? I taught you better than that. <laughs> um, so we ended up, we tried to, to meet up a lot of times, and a lot of times it didn't happen. And so um, we ended up setting up a, a time. I don't want to say date because it wasn't a date. We ended up setting a time to meet up. And um, she had been telling me about Spiral Diner as well. And so we were like, all right, we'll try that out too. So we went to Avoca in Fort Worth. Um, we, we sat down and just kind of got to know each other a little bit better. Um, yeah, you had long hair at this time, didn't I did. you? He My had long like hair, hippie here. hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a mistake, cutting it off. I wish he had saved a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we met up, we talked a little bit, and um, should we tell about Liesl? Yeah. So we, yeah. So normally whenever I'd go and hang out with friends, I would buy, you know, I, if we were just like, if it was just a one-on-one, -on -one, I'd buy their coffee. If we were getting coffee, whether it was a guy or a girl, it didn't really matter. And, um, and so I bought her coffee for her, and I think that kind of threw her off a little bit. And yeah. um, <laughs> so she and I were sitting there, and we were talking, and this girl named Liesl, Liesl Schoonover, now Liesl Grant, came up to us. And she was like, hi, my name's Liesl. I'm a photographer. Um, I just want to say I really like your guys' style. So if you guys ever want to do like a free photo shoot. And she stopped. She interrupted herself, and she was like, wait. Am I interrupting a first date? And this is what I did. Yeah, she looked at me, and I was like... He bought my drink. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so she looked at me, and I was like, it's a friend date. And so, you know. And she was the one that also did your... When you got engaged, yes. am I right? Okay. Yes. So that was a lot of, a lot of planning. So that's how we met her. It was just random, and she's taking all our pictures now. Yeah, so Liesl's been a big so part of our if story. If you've seen any of those pictures She's they're amazing. amazing by the way we are live on facebook so if you go share our our feed that <laughs> we would appreciate it um now i'm jumping ahead of, a little bit but christopher why don't you tell about how you kind of orchestrated that because who's who's seen their engagement pictures 
ridiculous. Yeah. He killed it. <laughs> so tell how you set that up. Well, um, I don't remember how it came about. Oh, one of my friends had asked me to give her contact information to Liesl because she really liked the pictures that she was seeing from all over the place. And she's like, well, you know, reach out to Liesl for me. And so I did. And then Liesl was like, well, you know, if you're thinking about getting engaged soon, I'll, I'd be more than glad to take pictures for you. And I was like, well, see, the problem with that is I plan on doing it at the Grand Canyon. And she's like, I'm there. So um, lots of orchestrating, lots of planning. We met up a few times, went on Google Earth, found the exact spot, and um, we went to go pick Hannah up from LA because she had left to go on a five-month-long mission trip to, well, she spent three months in LA, and no, two months in LA. Three, and then two overseas. Okay, three months in LA and then two overseas. And so that in and of itself was kind of challenging, but we learned a lot about each other. Um, so when we picked her up, we brought her back to the Grand Canyon, and I asked her there. And um, yeah, did you suspect it? Yeah, no, she said yes. guys, I can't tell you how tired I was this day because I was so jet lagged. And this was the day we left, so I had just said goodbye to all my friends. I was crying, and then we got in the car for seven hours to go to the Grand Canyon, which I knew we were going there because my sister came with us and she had never been. But I had I had no idea that he was going to propose, not a clue. And so it was actually funny. We were walking out there to go see the part that we had stopped at. And he was like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm so tired. I just want to go home. I don't want to be in any pictures. I just feel so tired. And, uh, and he was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he can't call it off I now. I had no clue. We've come this no far. Clue. She's got to She's got to do something. Yeah. There's no turning back now. Yeah. She came all this way. <laughs> Well, that's that's an exciting thing. We know we know it's a God thing. What was um, your first impression of each other? If you can tell us that kind of thing. Um, I was kind of thrown off when I first met her because um, I don't know. Social media plays a big part in our lives, and we kind of show people that not that this is a bad thing. We kind of show people the things that we we want to portray and stuff like that. And so, to me, she had always kind of portrayed somebody that was. I mean, she had written a devotional and and. Um, I knew that she was a worship leader. So to me, she came off as you know, kind of um, like really bold and um, very outspoken or um, just a strong, strong person. And you are a strong person. Um, but the first, the first night that we hung out, it was like, I don't think I've ever asked as many questions as I have in my entire life because she just would not talk. And so it completely threw me off. I was like, so? I was shy. Yes, she was very <laughs> shy, very timid. Um, but now that I know her a lot better, she's very bold. And she's kind of exactly the way that I thought she, she was uh, prior to actually meeting her. What was your first impression? Um, the first time I saw him when he was singing at Dwell, I was like, wow, he's really good. And then I didn't really think anything of it. Um, but the first time we hung out, actually, after that, <laughs> this is kind of funny, but like my honest first impression was, wow, he's going to age really well. <laughs> I don't know why that was my first thought, but I just remember sitting next to him being like, wow, he has like a really nice face. <laughs> and then after that, I realized how nice he was and stuff like that, which is also good. <laughs> nice face. Now, 
I've known you for uh, several years, both of y'all for several years, and I, I was saying something to somebody the other day about you, Christopher Hughes, and they said, oh yeah, baby face. I was like, oh yeah, whoa, <laughs> baby face. He's gonna age well. I'm so, somebody say baby face about me instead of fat kid. <laughs> You're gonna age well. That's what I agree. You're gonna age well, bro. When, um, at what moment did you guys know that it was more, it was meant to be? At what point did you know? It really did not take us very long. Um, for me, and we can get more into this, I think, later, but um, I had a lot of hesitancy in relationships just because of my past relationships and hurts. And so I was very... It took me a long time to open up to people and be comfortable with people. And so um, one thing that I had prayed was that if it is the right person, God was going to have to tell me or I was going to run away and think of every reason why I should not date somebody. And so with Chris, I think like the first day we hung out, I wasn't really nervous in the beginning. But then as the night went on, I just felt so comfortable with him. And then I felt like I could be myself. And so that for me was a sure sign that this is different than anything I've experienced before. And, um, and then after that, just like little things that I had only talked about with the Lord, he was confirming in my life. Like, I want somebody who will pray with me. And one day I was having a really hard day, and he was leaving my house, and I hugged him goodbye. And I was just like, oh. and he knew that I was sad. And he just started praying. And I hadn't even told him how much that I wanted that in a relationship. It was like the first week we were dating. So stuff like that, I was just like, okay, <laughs> this is different. And it's kind of cool. There are so many things in our relationship where it's like we missed each other probably 10 or 12 yes. different times until it was the right timing. Mm -hmm. And so, like, for example, she worked at, she's been working at Smoothie King for six years. like six years or so. And um, when I was, this, this, this my senior year of high school and the year after, I, was, I would work out a lot. And then almost every single time after I worked out, which was almost every single day, I would go and go to Smoothie King, and I never saw her a single time there. And this is crazy, too. I have a friend from Taiwan. And she came to visit me last year, and it was the week that I was texting Chris about when we were going to meet up to give him a book, and she was like, who are you talking to? I was like, how would you know, anyway, like, if I told you? So I was like, his name's Chris Hughes, and she was like, oh, I know him. I was like, seriously, really? <laughs> she was like, yeah, we went to fifth grade together in Taiwan. And they did. They went to fifth grade together in Taiwan. What? <laughs> so weird. Like, little things like that where it's like, how did we never know each other before this? How in the world? But seriously, like you said, the timing for, was a sure sign as well. So, Christopher, you knew that moment you were going to ask her. But what point are you sure in her heart that she would say yes? Ask that again. I'm sorry. So uh, any, let me give you guys a, a little bit of don't ask a woman to marry you unless you're positive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty positive. So at what point were you pretty positive that, this was what you were supposed to do, and that she would she would agree to to marry you. That, what point was I sure yeah, she would be my wife? Is, yeah, was there a moment yeah. that you that could you just say yes? Mm -hmm. Oh man, there was. I mean, there there were several moments that it was like, um, I was sure that it was her just because God would confirm something in our relationship through something that we had both had mutual. Um, we both had, that didn't really make any sense. Um, I don't know, I can't, how was I certain? I don't know, 
you told me you wanted to marry me. Fair enough. That always really helps. No way around it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes if you ask me to marry you. <laughs> we had Just talked mean, about it pretty early good. on, yeah. and so it was something like we were both on the same page with our intentions in the relationship. We weren't just like yeah, sure, I'll get to know you. It was kind of like, okay, I'm at a point in my life where I really want to be intentional with how I'm spending my time with people. Um, and then just with, like he said, the way that God was confirming things, we both were pretty confident and had a lot of peace that it was the right relationship. So, I mean, from then on, we were kind of just like, all right, this is it. So if you guys don't know, they are getting married on October 1st, so that's coming pretty pretty quick here. Six weeks. <laughs> Six weeks. <Yeah. laughs> I wish it was yesterday. <laughs> he, 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 don't, don't you just want to scoop them up and take them home with you? <laughs> what would, now, I don't, I've known you for years, but not most um, about, you know, what you've been through. Hannah a little more, just seeing her life over the last several years. And, and what advice would you give someone that um, has been in a relationship or, uh, is coming out of one that was that was bad or, or wasn't, you know, wasn't a good situation. What would you? And then you've written written a little bit about it in your book that it was some some of the the triggers that you were dealing with were relationships. So what would you say to someone that um, is dealing with that? Um, I think the main thing that I've learned through just hurts in the past through relationships is really letting God be in charge of my timing. For things, um, because I'm the kind of person who likes to have everything in its place, everything under control. I know how it's all going to work out. Um, and so for me, it was a big step trusting the Lord that he really was going to work it out if I would just wait and trust him and not trying to like rush to piece things together on my own. Um, so that was a big thing for me is just really learning to trust God and believe that he is true to his word when he says that he has good things for us and that he will work them out in perfect timing. And I've seen that so much in our relationship, the perfect timing. Like, that's the main thing I've seen in our relationship. It's so cool. Yeah. Do you have anything to add to that? I don't know. Just the, just the timing is the biggest thing. Um, I don't know. I will say something that's different from, from past relationships um, that I've had uh, with Hannah is just a, a very, very open line of communication. Um, in, in, in terms of, I know you don't want to hear this, but I'm going to tell you anyways, because I love you and I know that it'll make you a better person because of it. Um, and it's just, it's cool because she wasn't like that when we first started dating. And now, um, you know, there was one night where I asked her probably 10 or 12 different times, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you sure you're okay? Yeah, I promise I'm fine. Are you really okay? Yeah, I'm fine. And then the last time I asked her, she's like, no, I'm not okay. I need to talk to you about this. And so it's like, that kind of aggravated me at first. And I told her that. I was like, if you want to make this work, then you have to be open with me. And you have to, be, you have to not be afraid of you know, hurting me whenever you, you don't want to tell me something, if it's something that I need to hear. Because if it's going to be something that will build, build the relationship together, then it's going to be something that will be worth it. So um, just that really, really clear an open line of communication is something that I think is super important. Yeah. And with that, like something else I've learned, a lot of reasons why I did act this way in the beginning of our relationship was because I was so afraid. And I just thought, 
this is, it's just got to be too good to be true. Like, it just doesn't work out. Relationships don't work out. They always end in pain. And so I was like, like I said, I was really hesitant. But he, God really proved a lot of my fears wrong through Chris. And so it's just, yeah, I would just say, like, definitely just trust God and know that he really, really does have good stuff for you. One of the things that caught me in your book was if lots of things are going wrong in a relationship, something's not right. And uh, that's just, I, don't, I think that's something that's just so simple, but we just glass over that we just think that this is like, like Hannah said, this is just the way it's supposed to be. Instead of saying, is this God? And, and I think both of you guys are testimonies, which leads to my next question. How do you dream again? At what point do you, if you're telling somebody that's sitting in front of you, how do you dream again? I think what worked for me in that area was just spending the time with God because he is the one who ultimately restores all of that for you because you can try and try and try to build your hopes up again, but if, you're keeping, if you keep putting your trust in people, you keep putting your hopes in a person, in a relationship, in whatever it may be, like you're probably going to end up disappointed because all of those things are not as constant as, could never be as constant as God is for us. And so I think for me that is just so huge even now still like relationships aren't easy we did long distance and there were days when I was like this is so hard are we gonna make it through <laughs> but it's just really really learning to trust God I think is the the main thing what do you think I think that's that's exactly it um and again because During our relationship, again, it was just, there were so many different things that were confirmed by God that I wasn't worried at all whenever she left to go overseas. And so that would be one of her bigger worries. Like, are we going to make it? I'd be like, yeah, we'll be fine. I promise. Like, it's not going to be a problem at all. And so just listening to God and um, not just sitting by idly waiting for him to do something, but actually pursuing him and asking for answers and um, just trusting that he's going to lead you the right direction. I think it's one of the things that you guys had a unique experience with because you didn't have the, you know, the physical face-to-face -face contact, so you had to trust each other's hearts. And something happens when you get to a God-centered relationship and you trust each other's hearts, you find out each other's hearts. Uh, and I'm going to ask both of you the same question, but um, Chris, if you could give young men one piece of advice about relationships, what would that one piece be? If you could have one moment to tell them, what would you say to them? Um, just absolutely let God and let Christ be the center of your relationship. And I know a lot of times we'll say that, and we'll be like, okay, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll go to church together, we'll pray, we'll, we'll go worship together and stuff like that. But it's so much more than... Um, it's so much more than just going to church together and, and, and worshiping together. It's, it is trying to set an example as a couple. It's trying to um, glorify Christ when, you know, um, you're going out and you're just going on a date or something like that. Um, it is just glorifying Christ through every single thing that you can do and... Um, what is it? Commit your works to the Lord and he'll make your path straight. And that's exactly what it is with relationships. 
So if I could give any relationship advice to guys out there, which, you know, I think it's weird to give, give relationship advice because I just got lucky. That's all it is. Um, it would just be that. Just continue to build your life around Christ together. And, and yeah, that's it. Before you answer that, I want to piggyback on what Chris said. Knowing both of them and following them, their lives, social media, and so forth, it's, I think the key is that, is that Chris and Hannah aren't all about Chris and Hannah. <laughs> so it makes a difference when your life is an outpouring instead of come you know, watch what I'm doing on social media and who I am and be impressed. And both of you, that's definitely a testimony of your life. And so there's something to be said there. When you don't make life about you, the blessings become more obvious and more rich. So, Hannah, same question. If you had a young lady in front of you and you could put one thing in her heart, what would you say? And even before that, what you just said is so our desire as a couple, like one of the main things we talked about going into it was we want people to feel welcome in our relationship because I know a lot of people will start dating and isolate themselves or just kind of do their own thing. And then when they need people, they're like, where's everybody at? And it's yeah. like, you haven't been around. Like, we you made just... it very clear that's not what we wanted <clears throat> at the very beginning of our relationship. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just cool that you pointed that out because that means a lot to us. But if I could say one thing, I would say just wait for God's best. Because it's so easy to settle. Seriously, it's so easy to just be like, I don't know if I'll find anything better, so I might as well be content with this. When you just, you have no idea how good it could be. Before I met Chris, I decided that I was never going to get married because I hated the idea of it. Relationships were stupid. They always fail. No one would be, like, a good fit for me. Like, I was just incapable. <laughs> And then I just, I don't, it was so unexpected too. Like, again, the timing. Um, but it's just, I don't know. There were so many times in my life before I met Chris that I could have settled. And it, it might have worked, but I just, I can't imagine not knowing Chris and like the level of joy we have in our relationship. And I don't know, just everything that God has done in our relationship through our relationship and continues to do. It's just, I wouldn't change a thing. So definitely wait for God's best. Do not settle. It's worth it. Yeah, God's timing will always trump our timing. I'd almost labeled this series hashtag relation, goal, relationship goals or whatever. <laughs> but I thought that's a little shallow for this, for this type of thing. But I thought about, as you both were saying that, that when you don't make that your focus, when you're not trying to get a man or get a girl, then it <laughs> does follow the goals that God has and his goals you can't you can't trump his goals I want to talk about your book in a second Hannah but how have you guys because both of you guys have done worship for years so how have you incorporated the gifts God has given you into your engagement and then your soon marriage how, how have you worked that in um well you know she's I don't know. I've always thought her voice is constructed specifically for worship. It's just very, um, it's very spiritual to me, and so I think it's beautiful. Um, we haven't gotten a chance. I mean, we've had plenty of chances, but we haven't worshipped together for the purpose of worshiping together yet. And so, um, 
while she and I both love to worship, um, we haven't we haven't gone and specifically been like, all right, well, let's go lead worship together. Let's go, let's go, you know, lead these people into the presence of Christ. And although that is our goal, one day, right now we just have a lot of other stuff going on in terms of wedding planning and building a house and surviving. That's right. <laughs> Did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, and honestly, it's just one of those things, like you said, like you can, it's just honestly making the time, and it's hard because it's busy, but um, it is something that we openly talk about, and so that is a really cool thing, just like how we want to make sure that our house is a place where we can worship together, where people can come, and we've done events, or well, we've just had people over and done worship nights at our house before and stuff like that, so that's been really cool, and so um, I love that, and then I think more than anything, we've just had this desire for our relationship to, like he said, glorify God just by loving each other well and loving other people well together. So I think we want that to be our main ministry, I guess. And so, yeah, yeah, that's worship. Um, so, yeah, we're excited to do more of that. It is a crazy season right now, but we're so excited for all the ways that we can continue like bringing more people in and worshiping together and all that good stuff. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I remember, I guess it's been three or four or five years ago when you first started singing on our team. And I remember the first time I, first time, I, <laughs> no, it's all right. Taylor just is muting me back there. Time's up. Uh, I remember uh, hearing Hannah for that first time. I was like, hang up the phone. The girls got the goods. <laughs> so, <laughs> Now, and I told her back then, and I've told her recently as well, that I, I've followed worship as a ministry for decades. Um, and, you know, I thought I could tell her this without it affecting her, but I said, you've got the goods. And not the goods as in marketing, but as in your heart, your presence on the platform, your uh, vocal ability, um, and... You know, I may not be an expert. I felt like a Simon Cowell. You want to switch with me just a second? You can get this one, all right? All right. Pray over it. I said, I feel like a Simon Cowell. Uh, uh, I can see it. And, and uh, so I believe that the Lord is definitely going to use both of them in a powerful way in the right timing. And, and I certainly have heard Chris minister as well on open Very mind. good. Absolutely. Very folky, full if you haven't ever heard his voice, and I believe the Lord's going to use, um, use you both in a, in a powerful way, and he has already. I want to close tonight out with your, with your book, and your book, this is her, she's got two books. This is her most recent one called Waking Up. So can you tell us about the title? Yes. So basically, it just has to do with this, um, it's kind of like the only thing that I knew to kind of illustrate how I was feeling for so long in my life. It was kind of like I was going through the motions and almost like sleepwalking where I was there, but not just fully there. And so it's kind of this idea that opening up and vulnerability with people, but ultimately vulnerability with God just woke me up to this realization of the full life he actually has for us that I had been missing out on this whole time. One of the, um, can you explain, there's a chapter in here called uh, The Contagious Healing.
Can you explain that? What a great chapter, but can you explain that title? Yeah. So the idea just came from how I had seen so many people. I was in this, I went to Christ for the Nations, which is a Bible institute in Dallas. And when I got there, I just saw so many people who were like-minded, who were going after the same things as me, really pursuing God. And I was seeing their lives change. I was seeing people get set free from depression, like healing in their bodies, things like that. And I know that's not always what we see every day, but in that time, it was exactly what I needed for me to realize that is what is available to me in God if I choose to pursue it. And so I just, that's really when I began this journey of trusting God like I never had before. And their healing got me fired up to go after my own. And I saw God move in my life. And then I shared that with other people. And they were like, yes, I want this too. And so it's like this domino effect of people being touched by God when we're able to be open and share what he's doing in our lives. Uh, I know you've read this, but what, uh, what jumped out at, of this book to you, and it will switch. Bam. <laughs> um, there was, I just remember, it was probably the most beautiful thing I've ever read, and that's not, I mean, it's a little biased, but I don't think it's, you know, I'm being honest. I do think I'm being honest. Um, there was one, one line where she um, was talking about how she had gotten saved, and she said, um, it was like the Lord reached out and Marked, what was it? Yeah. Yes. Will you read, will you say? Um, will you read it? I just talk about how in that moment, I, I knew that God was like tugging on my heart and my heart got up before my feet did and I just like ended up down at the altar saying yes to Jesus. And then um, she said it that day, um, God marked on your timeline, um, Something like that. If I could, may I see the book, please? Sure, they go right ahead. I'm sorry, I don't have it memorized by page or anything. Let me, while he's finding that, let me ask you about a line okay. that, I, that I like. Um, it's a, what would you say about the line that says, so many times I found myself discontent and frustrated because I wasn't where I wanted to be in life. And you, you continue on, but I didn't want to mm-hmm. read too much, but, but a powerful segue into what you share. But what did you mean by that? Yeah, man, guys, like I said, I am a control freak. I was. I feel like I'm much better now. (laughs) I am in the process. (laughs) Um, But I just, I grew up with this mindset that I have to perform well. I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to be this. I have to be good enough. I have to be pretty enough in order to meet this standard. And, oh, my goodness, if you have ever thought this way, like that perfectionism, performance-driven mindset that's, like, so embedded in our culture today, like, Oh, it just wears you out. And I would get so frustrated with myself that I couldn't be the standard that, like, honestly doesn't even exist. I was setting it for myself, and if I even got anywhere close, it would jump up a little more. You know what I mean? And so it was just this never-ending cycle of me trying and trying and trying and trying and being worn out, realizing I can never meet this goal, and then being frustrated and being like, oh, I have to be better, trying and trying and trying and trying, and then same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Vicious cycle yeah. is what it is, and we, many of us live it. Did you find it? I feel like I'm really close. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Maybe the author can tell you hotter, colder, something like that. Maybe. <laughs> okay. By the way, we're going to have this on sale back there, and she can sign them. A $10, $10, am I right on that? How much is yeah. it? 
Yeah, well, how much fine. do you sell it for, girl? Ten. Ten is fine. That's good. How much do you sell Ten. it for? I can't remember. I don't hope you didn't give me a discount. But um, if you if you did not bring money tonight, but you still want to get it, we'll float you the money on that. We want to get you to get it while um, while she's here and can sign it. So all you need to do is tell Anna uh, that um, I don't have the. 10 with me and the church will, will float it for you and then you can just pay the church back but we want to make sure that she's able to to sign your copy and you can get it tonight so did you find it i have no idea <laughs> i have no idea where it went my uh, last question is this and taylor if you if you can come down um this and i didn't want because i know we've got a a, a bit of a mixed company tonight with uh, younger kids but you talk about eating disorder you talk about suicidal thoughts, you talk about stuff like that, um, and stuff that people that, and everybody deals with that, whether it's those specific uh, struggles or something else, but self-image. So if you could give advice to somebody in front of you on self-image with what you've experienced, what would you, what would you say? I was actually talking with Chris about this last night, because I was like, man, uh there's so much you can say. There's so much to say about this idea of self-image and like the way we see ourselves and there's so much comparison. And um, he helped me come up with one good answer. I think this is my best one. Out of all the things I could say, um, when I was seeing a nutritionist for my eating disorders, I was just so, so tired of fighting myself and like trying to be good enough. And she just looked at me and she was like, Hannah, you are comparing lions and giraffes. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, she, she just explained to me this idea that if a lion spends all of its time looking at the giraffe and saying, man, I'll never be able to reach up there where the giraffe can. I'll never be as tall. I'll never have spots. I'll never look like that. If, if the lion wastes all its time thinking those things and like, being down on itself for not being that or just, you know, whatever the thought may be, then it, it, it just, it misses out on the fact that it was built to run and it's so fierce and strong and all the things that lions can do that giraffes can't. And I was just like, hmm, okay. It just stuck with me. So if you know me, I have a lion tattoo on my arm. Um, but yeah, it's just this idea that if we spend all our time thinking of all the things that we aren't, and it can be with image, it can be with anything really. Um, but if you spend all your time thinking of all the things that you're not or you can't be or the ways that you measure up, you will miss out on all the beautiful things that God so intricately designed you to be for a specific purpose. Like God made you the way that you are because he has a specific purpose for your life that absolutely nobody in the world can fulfill the way that you can. And so I think definitely with self-image, but just in general, if you can know who you are in God, then all the other stuff stops mattering so much. I'm looking for the price to make sure you're not giving us some crazy <laughs> discount. There. Uh, it's actually $40. $40, okay. Well, we'll have you work it off. You can mow here. We got lots of land. Uh, Chris, if you could add something. Knowing her, knowing that this is the one that the Lord placed in your life and about self-image, what would you say as the, your future wife that the, that the Lord has 
move through and minister through and heal through and work through self-image and I believe to minister to other people what would you say and that I didn't send them this question so I apologize yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think for me the biggest thing with Hannah was just having to um, remind her um, that she is beautiful and um, just remind her that, you know, I'm not going to stop loving her if anything changes. So I remember when we first started dating, I would say, you know, you're beautiful. And she would say, thank you. And I would say, do you believe me? And she'd say, no. And um, it's been really cool to see her transition from from that to where she is now because it when she believes in herself and she believes that she's beautiful and she believes that God is who she's create who God has created her to be um, I mean that's when you are exactly who he needs you to be you know and so it's been cool because recently I'll say hand are you beautiful and she'll say thank you and I'll say do you believe me and depending on her mood she'll either say yes or she'll say sometimes you know um, but even, even the step up from sometimes is such a huge, it's huge compared to no, you know? It's huge compared to no, I don't believe I'm beautiful, or no, I don't believe that, um, that I'll be any better, you know? And so I guess for the, for the guys out there that are in relationships, I would just say, you know, continue to, um, continue to remind them that they are beautiful and that they are who God is, um, that they are whoever God has created them to be. Um, even on their worst days, when they think they're not, even on their worst days, when you think they're not, um, just continue to remind them. And I think any ladies, any young man that doesn't tell you on a consistent basis that you're beautiful without any expectation, you need to kick to the curb. Nobody agreed with me on that. I said, any young man... I'm going to switch with you again. Any young man, so they can hear me loud and clear. I want you to, and any young man that doesn't tell you that without, without any expectation, you have my permission to throat punch him. All right. <laughs> Karate kick or something.